The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. Today's buzz, airlines. New technologies are game-changing for the data-intensive aviation industry. We're talking about optimizing their internal processes, sharpening their competitive differentiation, and innovating the customer experience. I have some fast facts. Did you know that unanticipated maintenance delays are a killer for commercial airlines, not to mention a downer for customer satisfaction? Did you know that an airline carrier loses $10,000 for every hour a plane sits on the ground? What are these caused by? 42% of these delays are airline-related. We're talking maintenance, supply chain, flight operations, ground handling, etc., etc. 11% are weather-related, and 33% are due to air traffic and flight control. Hmm. Did you know that in 2011, 103 million delay minutes cost U.S. airlines, you ready for this, $7.7 billion in direct operating costs, which were 15% more than the year before in 2010. Did you know that airlines scored only slightly better than newspapers among industries with the lowest customer satisfaction scores overall in 2011? And did you know that aircraft service lifecycle management is a $109 billion industry, but one that has remained unreformed by emerging technology? Hmm, A lot of facts to grasp. So are the new technologies we're going to be discussing today enough and in time? And which airlines will survive? The experts speak. Our panel today is comprised of Michael William Dennis from the InfoTrust Group, and he says... Why pay billions for smart aircraft only to plug them into dumb IT? We'll be hearing more from Dennis. That's what he told me to call him in a few minutes when we start our roundtable. We're also joined today by Peter Kearns from Accenture. Peter says airline industry business benefits related to IT improvements will be negligible unless there is business change involved. You need to change business practices and do so with your IT strategy in mind. And software developers need to help drive this process. And rounding out the panel today is Eva Marie Rowe. We're calling her Eva, and she's from SAP. Eva says, and I quote, The race is on for airlines. Get a head start and reinvent the business by adopting new technologies now. Or... Wait and let others capture the competitive advantage, then you'll be compelled to follow after new business processes have become commodity. So join us today for Airline Turnaround, Blue Skies Ahead. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We are live. It is March 20th, 2013. You're hearing us on 
Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. And now let me tell you a little bit more about my guests. But first, a message for my listeners. If you're a CIO and you're a Game Changer, do you know how mobility can transform your business? Learn about it in our free CIO playbook. Click any banner on the Business Channel page on our page and go to the page with a lot of free goodies, but look for the CIO playbook. Now let me tell you about our guest today. Michael William Dennis, and we're just going to call him Dennis today from InfoTrust Group, says, why pay billions for smart aircraft only to plug them into dumb IT? What a provocative question. We'll be talking to Dennis in just a minute. And Peter Kearns is with us today from Accenture. He says, airline industry business benefits related to IT improvements will be negligible. Very important statement. Unless there is business change involved. You need to change business practices and do so with your IT strategy in mind. And software developers need to help drive this process. We've got a lot to learn from Peter Kearns today. And Eva Marie Rowe, we're going to call her Eva today from SAP, says the race is on for the airlines. Eva, I could just see them running out to the end of the runway. The race is on for airlines. Get a head start and reinvent the business by adopting new technologies now. Very powerful statement. She says, or wait. They can wait and let others capture the competitive advantage. Then be compelled to follow after new business processes have become a commodity. So join us for the next hour for Airline Turnaround. Blue skies ahead. I'm talking about good stuff, not turning around at the gate and taking you back across the tarmac. I have a quick question for my CIO Game Changer listeners. Do you know how mobility can transform your business? We have a free CIO playbook for you. Click any banner on our page on the business channel and go to the page with free offers and look for the CIO playbook. Now I'd like to tell you about my three eminent guests and imminent because you're going to hear from them in a moment on today's show. Michael William Dennis, Dennis to us, is the Vice President of Customer Engagement at InfoTrust Group, a company that provides content and knowledge management solutions for global aerospace, automotive, high-tech, and media organizations. Big range here. Previously, Dennis was a surface warfare officer in the U.S. Navy. I'm going to salute you. Welcome, Dennis, to SAP Radio. How are you? Thank you. Doing good, Bonnie. Good. Where are you calling from today? Actually, I'm down in Miami at the Aviation MRO and, and Flight Operations IT Conference. Okay. Well, we'd like to hear more about that when we get to you in a few minutes, so thank you for joining us. Peter Kearns is with us today. I hope Peter's back on the line. Peter is a Senior Manager in Supply Chain Management, SAP Practice at Accenture. Early in his career, he worked in the defense industry. That's where our, our echo is, Brad, on, on Peter's line. In aircraft design, structural analysis, and system engineering, he has also worked on airline SAP EAM implementations, including Air New Zealand, Singapore Air, and Delta. Welcome, Peter Kearns. How are you? Fine, thanks, Bunny. Glad to be on. Good. We've got a pesky echo on your line. We're going to have to do something about that. We might have you call back on another line. So hang on. Brad, we're going to mute that line for right now. And then we're joined by Eva Marie Eva Rowe. She leads global solution management for the airline industry at SAP. Eva also chairs the Air Ops that's A-I-R-O-P-S, user group for airlines, and she speaks at industry events and customer engagements. Welcome, Eva. Where are you calling from today? Hi, Bonnie. I'm calling from Waldorf, Germany. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to all of your great knowledge. I want to hear about what you speak to these groups about. So let's go back into my monologue. Let's talk about 
the quotes that you sent me. So, Dennis, we're going to kick this off with you. Very provocative. I asked for provocative, and that's exactly what I got. Why pay billions for smart aircraft only to plug them into dumb IT? That's a heavy-hitting statement. Dennis, talk to me. What do you mean? So uh, aviation is uh, data and, and very knowledge-intensive. Information systems are the lifeblood of the industry. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, uh, we made considerable investments in computer reservation systems, pricing, revenue optimization, flight operations, because the ability to manage hundreds of aircraft and at hundreds of airports around the world just became too complex. On the engineering and maintenance side of the runway, uh, we developed reliability center maintenance, condition monitoring, uh, processes and capabilities uh, to optimize the utilization of these capital assets, the revenue generating assets, which is the aircraft. But we didn't have the, the technology at the time to fully exploit the processes. What's happened is the new generation aircraft, that's your billion-dollar investments, are really changing that landscape. Uh, not just with lightweight carbon fiber materials replacing aluminum or fuel-efficient engines, but also with onboard and nearboard advanced capabilities like diagnostics, prognostics, autonomics, mobility, and aircraft health management. The, the problem is many airlines just are not prepared for these new generation aircraft. So the offboard capabilities, process technology, and infrastructure are the, the same capabilities we had years ago. So the, the ability to optimize the investment in these new aircraft, most airlines are just not prepared for. Okay, so we have an awful lot to talk to you about, and let's turn to, thank you, Dennis, let's turn to Peter Kearns from Accenture. Airline industry business benefits related to IT improvements will be negligible unless there is business change involved. So what kind of business change is required here, Peter? Do they have the DNA in management to accept this, to understand it, to do something about it? Okay, Eva, your quote, the race is on for airlines. Get a head start and reinvent the business by adopting new technologies now or wait and let others capture that competitive edge and follow after new business processes have become commodities. So we've got a lot of meat to chew on here. Talk to me, Eva. The race is on. Do they know that the race is on? Do they understand about reinventing the business? Talk to me. Yes, I think some do and some don't. Um, and I think we see quite a difference in, in how airlines approach this. But some really see it as a race, I think. They know that there's only this time frame between the first one changing the business and it becoming a commodity. That's the time frame when they can leverage this competitive advantage. And uh, I find that, that some really see it as, as a race. They want to be the first ones. They want to leverage this competitive advantage. Uh, and they know it's, it's a limited time. And there's so many areas where, where I see that. It's really some topics have been discussed for a long time, but they weren't really possible because the technologies were missing to support these process changes. And now that the technologies basically are there to enable these process changes, it's a possibility, but it takes creativity. It takes time to put it uh, into practice. But um, some are actively doing this, and it's an exciting time in the airline industry. It is an exciting time, and, and I know everybody listening, I believe in, I don't know, Peter, do we have you back, or we're still we're still getting you on another phone line? Uh, Dennis and Eva, let's just continue. It's an exciting time for different perspectives, because we have everybody listening uses airlines. Everybody uses them for business travel, personal travel, family and friends travel, and yet it's a critical part of doing business, and the airlines are a business. So we're looking at it from, shall we say, 
in the cockpit and in the passenger section. And we're going to have Peter call back in just a second. Uh, Dennis, why don't you talk to us a little bit about, let, let's dive into the customer experience issue with what we're discussing today. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, most people look at the airline industry from the customer experience, the consumer side. And everybody in the industry look at, really looks at the industry both that way and, and the industrial operations. Uh, on the consumer side, uh, we're, we're having a lot of advancements in um, uh, new interiors, in-flight entertainment, uh, Wi-Fi systems on board, uh, full connectivity. Um, and, and so that's improving the customer experience. Uh, to some extent, there's also, you know, airlines are, are, have not historically been uh, the most profitable industry. Uh, I remember Richard Branson once said, uh, how do you make a million dollars? Uh, start with a billion and, and start an airline. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, we've seen uh, ancillary uh, revenues, uh, things that historically were bundled into tickets such as uh, baggage, um, paying for Wi-Fi, paying for entertainment, uh, being added to the things that customers are uh, having to pay for. It's an all-cart uh, approach. It's definitely making the airlines more um, profitable, uh, but to some extent, it's also not always making uh, customers happy when they have to pay just to check in or or carry one bag. Okay, Eva, you want to? By the way, Peter, do we have you back? You do, yes. Oh, wonderful. Welcome back. Sorry about bad phone lines here. Peter, I want to go into your quote. We have a little more time left in the opening here. We're doing it inside out and backwards, but nobody cares because you have such good stuff to tell us about. So you say airline industry business benefits related to IT improvements will be negligible unless there is business change involved. Talk to me about what's your interpretation of business change. What do they need to know? What are they not getting yet? So very often when we go into these uh, airlines to go and do some sort of uh, system upgrade or system change, uh, what we find is that there's, there's really a hodgepodge of uh, systems that are there, and they typically want to hold on to ones that they're comfortable with. And uh, it, so as long as they keep doing that, they, they really hold themselves back. Uh, the, the airlines that I've seen that have done well in this regard, Singapore Airlines and New Zealand, um, they went in boots and all. Uh, said, this is what we're doing. We're going uh, completely with one system, and we're going we're gonna to push everything. And more importantly then, they also really put a lot of focus, uh, and Air New Zealand was particularly good at this, uh, on the basics. They, they went and said, these are what the people on the shop floor need, and this is what how we're going to help them. And, of course, um, one of the other things that I am very, very focused on is is ensuring that the one bottleneck that nobody ever really discusses, which is getting information into the system, Mm -hmm. it's addressed. And it's getting easier these days to do that with, with, with recent technology. 
Thank you, Peter. We're glad to have you on board. We have a lot more to talk about. We're going to go to break now. We're going to get our phone lines regrouped here and get everybody up to speed. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. We are live today. It is Wednesday, March 20th, 2013. Our topic, airline turnaround. Blue skies ahead. We're going to be talking about the airlines as an industry. What do they have to do? What kinds of technology do they need to know about and embrace? What is the cost to the airlines of not Not getting up to speed. How many planes can sit on the tarmac with maintenance that they don't even realize they need? Ouch, all around. We'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that app. Brad, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Well, I don't know about you, but I need a coffee break. We're going to find out what my guests, what my guests are drinking today. So let's go down the line and see what's in your cup. Tell me your best coffee break story ever. Dennis from InfoTrust Group. What are you drinking today, Dennis? So, uh, Bonnie, I wanted to thank you for the Game Changers coffee mug. Uh, oh, you're welcome. Uh, everybody's got a um, – they don't have to, but everybody needs to, to collect something in life. So when I was in the Navy, I started collecting coffee mugs from around the world. So anyway, uh, went downstairs. Uh, I'm at the Hilton Hotel uh, here in Miami. Went downstairs to Starbucks and got a strong raspberry blonde coffee. That's a, that's a I don't know where I don't know where to, what to ask you about because when you said strong raspberry blonde, I think we all just hearts just stopped beating at that point. Okay, I'm I'm glad. And and that's a coffee. What does it taste like? It, well, it's a it's a it's coffee with a shot of espresso, a shot of raspberry, and half and half cream. Oh my goodness! Be still, my heart, and I'm assuming it's full powered caffeine. Yes, definitely gives you a kick in the morning. I guess she does. Okay. Well, I'm so glad. Listen, you have to collect something in life. I'm glad you got the mug. And, and Peter and Eva, you can have one, too, after the show. And our listeners can go to SAPGameChangersRadio.com and order your own mug there. It's on the house. Happy to send it to you. Peter Kearns, where are you calling from? Again, remind me. And what are you drinking today? <laughs> I'm, I'm calling from Huntsville, Alabama. And, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a cappuccino. And anything special about that cappuccino? Yeah, it's it's a double shot and made by me. <laughs> 
double shot and made by you. I assume that's double the kick, double the caffeine, double the power. That's what we call high test. I, they only allow me to drink decaf on show days, Peter. So I hand my caffeine over to whoever's next in line. Ha ha. Okay. And Eva, where are you calling from? Waldorf. And what time of day is it right now? And what are you drinking today? It's um, late afternoon. It's just after four. And uh, yeah, it sounds boring. I'm drinking a green tea, Giacuro green tea. It's um, yeah, no fat, no sugar, <laughs> not too much caffeine, but I guess it's supposed to keep you alive and keep you young. And um, yes, I enjoy it. <laughs> alive and young are two very, very big things on my list. Somebody wanted to add something? Was that Peter? No, I was just nope. going to say, obviously, it's working, Eva. <laughs> obviously, it's working. <laughs> young and alive. And you know what? We I'm have thinking, a. Dennis, a Go ahead. Dennis' drink uh, sounded more like a cocktail than a coffee to me. <laughs> I think Dennis and Eva, you two should switch, okay, because she's 4 p.m. in Waldorf, and, and here you are in Miami. I think you should switch the strong raspberry blonde. And Malcolm says he was regifted a Keurig coffee maker, and he's enjoying his first K-cup this morning. But Malcolm is a diehard Equator coffee fan, so I want to know more. Malcolm, would you send me on, on, a, on IM here or go into Twitter and tell – Malcolm is our co-producer in our Twitter extension. Extraordinaire. And thank you. We've got tweets coming in from the Info Trust Group. Oh, and Brad, our engineer, says, OMG, Malcolm, he loves his Keurig. This is a wonderful thing. So we've got tweets going on from Malcolm, and we've got tweets from me, Game Changers Radio, and from Info Trust Group. Thank you so much. And I want to dive into our topic here. We had a little rocky start there, but we really need to dig in and find out what's going on. So let's pick right now on, let's go region by region. I'm going to ask Dennis to kick this off. Dennis, you told me before the show, the North American airline industry has restructured over the past decade, I guess that's a good thing, and is on track for sustainable profitability. Profitability, very important to keeping them in business. You say it's a combination of financial restructuring and capacity discipline. Then you also say support performing well in addition are Latin and South America, Middle East, Russia, China, and select Asian countries. So why don't we go across the globe, Dennis, and we'll bring Eva and Peter into this as well. Go across the globe and tell us, how are the airlines doing? What's the reality check? for who's going to stay in business, do you think, and who's doing it right. Dennis? Uh, thanks, Bonnie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of, my, uh, one of the other famous comments or uh, uh, quotes in the industry was by uh, Bob Crandall, uh, the retired CEO of American Airlines, said, this industry is always in the grips of its dumbest competitor. Mm. Um, th- that's sort of what's going on uh, and has been going on for some time. So in North America, you know, unfortunately, bankruptcy, um, financial restructuring, and consolidation is really coming to uh, fruition in its end. Um, Europe uh, is just starting this. So we've had several bankruptcies in Europe, um, not a little bit of consolidation with, like, KLM and Air France, um, mm-hmm. uh, British Airways, and, and Iberia. Uh, but there's a lot more to go. The, the European carriers are, are not in a good uh, position uh, financially, uh, operationally, uh, and the economy there is not helping. Um, Middle East, uh, really you got oil money uh, driving huge expansion of both uh, the airline and the infrastructure and the maintenance uh, industries. Uh, same thing in, in most of Asia, Asia Pacific. India, uh, which... Again, going back to not learning capacity constraint uh, or capacity mm-hmm. discipline, something we've learned in, in North America, um, India, uh, India uh, grew considerably too fast. 
And so now you're seeing um, a lack of consolidation, a lack of capacity discipline, and you're starting to see bankruptcies in India. So India is really in, in, uh, in a tight spot. They're in the process of changing their uh, foreign direct investment so that um, uh, capital from outside of India can come in and, and prop up and actually consolidate. Um, so that's going to help, but that's going to take years. So really, depending on where you are, there's blue skies and there's not-so-blue skies. Not-so-blue skies. And you say that Africa is in trouble due to a plethora of reasons. What's the problem with Africa? Um, lots of capabilities. Um, uh, a lot of the uh, African air, uh, air carriers are on the EU blacklist, which means they can't even fly into Europe and, and uh, the uh, high-density regions. Um, you have uh, a lot of political strife. Uh, historically, Egypt, Egypt Air has done uh, very well. Uh, the revolutions in the, in, um, uh, the, the region uh, has really put a, uh, a strain on travel and transportation, uh, hospitality in that region. Um, so depending on where you are, it's either uh, political strife or economic strife or just a lack of the capabilities to uh, properly maintain and, and safely fly uh, aircraft. Uh, and then the regulators come in and say, well, we can't fly to my country. So Africa is a mixed bag of, of complexity. Thank you, Dennis. I, I have a question for you before I turn to Peter. I have an interesting uh, fact here from Peter, but I want to ask you one question. It, to stay alive in the airline industry, Dennis, do you need to have enough capital flowing in that you can afford to do the business badly, that you can afford to not grab on the best new technology and get the new business processes and maybe replace some of your outmoded thinking, oh, shore up your management with forward-thinking people who understand the benefits of technology and how to use analytics to really know what's what's going on everywhere in your airline. Is it a question of having so much money that you can afford to do it badly? Or when does that tipping point come? Uh, good question. So, it's, uh, again, I sound like a consultant. Uh, it depends. <laughs> um, so there are, there are definitely different business models within the aviation industry. You have low-cost carriers. Um, you have some that call themselves Ryanair and Spirit, ultra-low-cost carriers. Um, the historical network carriers and regional carriers, um, those different business models require uh, uh, also come with, that's how you op, uh, you fly, but they also come with mm -hmm. different uh, back-end industrial business models, how much I do uh, airport operations or maintenance operations or catering or whatever inside the airline versus outside the airline. The, the, we've seen this trend over the past uh, 20, 30 years of, more and more outsourcing of the non-core um, activities, uh, non-core mm -hmm. meaning um, reservation, ticketing, uh, airport operations, and flying. Interesting. Um, so the, the, the capital investments are, are actually shifting. What I have to invest in, in inside um, is actually going down if I do less of those uh, non-core activities uh, inside uh -huh. the airline. So it really depends on your business model. Okay, I, I want to bring in a comment here I heard from Peter Kearns before the show. Peter says, in some cases, airlines are still using 25-year-old software. He asked the question, is it because it's seen as a necessary evil and not a differentiator, or don't they just don't appreciate what good IT strategy can do for you? Peter, is somebody really flying a plane with 25-year-old software? Do we care? Does it matter? Is it bad? Is it good? Talk to me. 
No, I don't believe it's necessarily bad. I think, again, it gets back to how you use it. Um, and the, the newer software has obviously some much, much greater benefits to uh, potentially. But again, just implementing new software is not going to do it for you. It's, it's how you run your business. And going back to what, what, what Mike said, um, as, as soon as you have a situation where your, your infrastructure is, is stable, such as we have in, the, in, in, in Europe, in America, in, in parts of Asia, then it's really up, in my opinion, up to the airline exactly how they're going to do it. And right now, in fact, we have a, a, a wonderful case study that's busy playing out in the U.S. Um, back in the late 90s, I think it was, uh, there was an airline called America West, mm-hmm. which, uh, which decided to uh, re- cut back on their, their costs to just try and uh, increase their, their uh, well, obviously increase their returns and all that sort of thing. And they did all the wrong things. What they started doing was pushing maintenance schedules, um, going for concessions, deferring maintenance. Um, they started outsourcing maintenance, outsourcing all kinds of things. And at the end of the day, what happened was uh, going to the lowest bidder, they uh, started having uh, lots of failures. They, they became uh, one of the worst airlines in the U.S. for on-time departures. They were done mm. right at the bottom, and they were starting to be called America's worst. And uh, they, they got a hold of themselves, they took stock, and they started to do the basics correctly again. And uh, they brought back a lot of their engineering staff. They started doing some of the, the maintenance again themselves. They, they started focusing on quality. And uh, they ended up right near the top of uh, the, the, the game in terms of on-time departures and uh, reliability. And... The, the end result of that was that when U.S. Airways went under, they were bought out by America West, which is now um, trading using the U.S. Airways brand. And as I said, it's still playing out because America, American Airlines has just gone uh, into Chapter 11, and, uh, and guess who's buying them? Who? The same, the same group. Oh, my goodness. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really about... I think doing the basics correctly. We too often we step away and we look at it at global level, and I think really the devil is in the details. The devil is in the details, and I want to bring Eva in before we go to break. Eva, we'll start with you, and then when we come back from break, we'll continue with you. Let's talk about new technologies. You say that innovation is not a luxury for airlines, and some of us are 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 just accepting that you're not going to get the sandwich or the blue chips or even the soda with or without the ice. You're just going to get on the plane and get from point A to point B. So when we're talking about luxury, I know you're talking about innovation, but where, where's your focus on innovation, Eva? Is it on the amenities for the customer experience? Is it on the technology that's going to help the airlines understand better where their planes are, what the maintenance schedule should be, how to deal with what you call irregular operations? Talk to me, Eva Rowe. Um, well, there, there's, there's different aspects. I think I would divide it into two main ones. One is really to differentiate to the customer by offering um, 
different ways of interacting with the customer. And, mm -hmm. of course, mobility and, and direct um, interaction. Uh, you know, right now, even uh, boarding passes on a smartphone, it's become a commodity, but along those lines. So um, social media interaction, uh, that the whole aspect of interacting with the passenger directly. And then the other side is, of course, optimizing your processes so you can, uh, you can cut costs, you can be more profitable, um, you can get more revenue by, uh, by changing, for example, your revenue management, your pricing structure, just getting away from this rigidness that was done for decades but uh, has not been possible to get away from because the technology wasn't there to support it. So it's really both. It's, it's optimizing internal processes and also differentiating toward the customer by offering special service um, that is up-to-date. Okay, then, thank you, Eva. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> the irregular operations is one area yes. that I've really focused on because it's such a pain. It's such a pain for the airline. It's such a pain for the passengers. And it's unavoidable. Snowstorms are just not avoidable, and you have to deal with it. So that's a perfect example, I think, where, where if we can use technology to just minimize the effect, it would really make a lot happier passengers, and it will cut a lot of costs for the airline. So that's one area that I'd like to focus on. Good. And you know what? When we come back from the break, as I said, you're going to lead off. We're going to talk about how innovations in technology can help the airlines. Those of you who might not have tuned in at the beginning of the show, we were saying that aircraft service lifecycle management is a $109 billion industry that has remained unreformed by emerging technology. Wow. Sounds so obvious, doesn't it? When we come back, we'll be speaking more with Dennis, Michael William Dennis, that is, from the InfoTrust Group, Peter Kearns from Accenture and Eva Marie, Eva Rowe from SAP. Eva's going to kick this off and talk more about what kind of innovations will help keep the airlines in the air and out of the part of the ground they don't want to be in below ground. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is SAP bringing you Coffee Break with Game Changers. We'll be right back. Brad, out. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com Voice America Business Network The bottom line in business You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com and you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at twitter hashtag sapradio now let's get back to coffee break with game changers we're in the middle of speaking with Eva Marie Rowe, Eva from SAP. She's talking about the race is on for airlines get a head start and reinvent the business by adopting new technologies now. And we're going to kick this segment of the show off with Eva continuing talking about the customer-facing part of the airline business. Go ahead, Eva. Take us in. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, as far as customer service and, and how we, we feel toward a, an airline has a lot um, to do with how we're treated. And I know um, that it's been dis- in discussion for a long time that airlines would like to offer more personalized service. Um, and, of course, it's also more cost-effective, for example, to have marketing campaign based on knowledge, so you don't waste your effort on something that's even, not even interesting to the recipient. And I think now the technology is there to really capture more information beyond just having a loyalty uh, membership somewhere, but really capturing information about the individual. We've all become more transparent uh, with our visibility in the social media. Maybe we, we made a complaint, we lost luggage. All this information needs to be tracked, and then it can be used in an efficient way. So you can, um, as an airline, avoid uh, negative publicity. Uh, again, there's a danger here in the social media. You can get very bad publicity uh, with, bad, with one case of bad customer service. So um, to, to react to that uh, and to provide proactively uh, very good service, personalized service, um, don't waste money by offering something that's of no interest. Uh, these are all areas that, that are not new, not new ideas, but I think the technology was just not there to capture that data. But who owns the customer? The, the, the airline has a booking file, uh, but, but um, you know, depending on how the booking was done, uh, what informa- it's very limited information. So with new technology where you can really capture information from all different sources, you can really use that in a very effective way. And that's one example where an airline can get a differentiator uh, from competitors and, and where things will become something airlines expect. And I think as a passenger, we all feel in a way we have high standards and we really resent when things don't go right, when we're not treated right. And I think the standards are especially high when you're traveling because you feel kind of vulnerable. You're stuck in this plane for several mm-hmm. hours. Uh, if you're stuck at an airport in addition for three, four hours more than you planned, you, you, you're resentful. So, um, so it's very important to, to uh, react in the best way to, to if something like that happens and, and it happens and you can't avoid it, at least react, uh, offer the person something and, and uh, be proactive in, in how you deal with this. And the more you know about the passenger, the better you can do this. Absolutely agree. Uh, yes, Dennis, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of experimentation going on. Uh, I was mm-hmm. recently reading where KLM was uh, allowing uh, customers through social media to uh, or social networking uh, to actually pick not just their seat, but who they're seating or know something about who they're sitting uh, next to. Yeah. You know, You're thing kidding. When, when, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Is that big well, brother, big sister, mommy, daddy, or is that too much or too little? I don't know. I'm getting a little goosebumps here from that. Well, I mean, it, it's not the airlines uh, dictating. Uh, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. you have to opt in um, and say, I'm, I'm willing to, to allow uh, people to know who I am to some extent. Um, uh, so it's, it's totally voluntary. So I, I wouldn't say it's a big brother thing. Um, okay. But um, like I was saying, the, the, a lot of, lot of – um, testing of different innovation. You know, at the end of the day, you know, even though uh, I love the quote from Arnaldo Hacks, commodities exist in the minds of the inept. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it is a commodity. It's a seat and it's mm-hmm. traveling. That's it. Everything That's right. we do around it to change the passenger experience um, uh, is focused on uh, decommoditizing uh, what is truly a commodity. Um, you have, um, you know, some airlines, you know, Ryanair, Spirit, 
to a lesser extent, maybe EasyJet, uh, that are low-cost carriers, and, and they say, look, I'm going to charge you for everything. I'm going to charge you for bags. I'm going to charge you to, to check in. I'm going to put you know, advertising uh, on the inside of the, the, the uh, cabin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they're just really straightforward about that. Most airlines want to change the passenger experience, and they're trying all different uh, ways of doing that. You know, uh, when JetBlue started, you know, they were the first ones to put uh, in-flight entertainment in every seat, something that was historically uh, reserved for uh, business and first class. That's right. Why do that? It distracts you from the fact that you're sitting in uh, a small seat with not enough leg room for two or three hours. Thank and instead you. of sitting there and, and getting more and more upset, which is what you do if you have something you don't have anything to distract you, um, they basically uh, gave a uh, uh, a mental distraction, uh, right. and they have happier customers for it. So, very, uh, very interesting. So customers do matter. I, w- I want to bring Peter into this, but I want to make sure before we finish this segment, uh, Dennis, I want to cover something you told me about called the e-enabled airline. But first, Peter, weigh in on what do you think? Are we going to turn the air trip, the airline trip, into a potential new dating opportunity or a business networking <laughs> more than it has been in the past? Hey, I want to sit next to the guy who's in middle management in this industry because that's where my next business move is going to be, and I want to get to know somebody. Are we going to be able to, it's almost like picking the, the the gender of your next child. I don't know. Is it that powerful, or am I overreacting? Peter Kearns, what do you think? Well, this is very intriguing, um, but it also <laughs> illustrates the point of going back to the uh, back to basics. Um, given all that uh, really sophisticated thinking around uh, social media and all that kind of thing, um, I think back to an experience I had just uh, about four or five months ago. Um, I was flying on an airline that uh, as soon as you sit down, the, uh, the CEO comes onto the video in front of you and he tells you that he's very pleased you're flying with this airline and if you have any issues, they would love to hear about it. And as it turned out on this particular flight, I did have one or two issues and uh, so I uh, decided to go onto the, the website and go and record my, my issue. Well, mm-hmm. it became an absolute nightmare to try and find where to submit oh. a, a comment, and um, it, it was. And, and when I did, it you know it took weeks before you know any anything happened. And now, just to put this into context and, and understand, um, or just to tie into what I said earlier uh, about some airlines using you know twenty five year old technology and that. Twelve years ago, FedEx was when the, the, the internet was still in its infancy, uh, allowed you to go onto the internet and track your package, mm-hmm. and it was it, it was it was amazing. That was twelve years ago. Today, we struggle to submit a customer comment on a, on the internet for some of these airlines. Uh, Very you know, interesting. These are the basics that you should get right. They should get them right, and it's frustrating, and and you've all brought up some very good points. We're talking about the airline today as a business, whether their business practices are up to speed, if you will, how they're dealing with the maintenance issues of their fleet, how they're dealing with the people who keep them in business, the customers, the ones who buy the ticket, whether you're buying it personally, whether your business is buying it. It's a lot for an airline to think about, and we won't really have enough time to dive into this, but uh, technology is a curse, and it's a blessing. In your experience, Peter, they offered you that little carrot. Oh, tell us 
if something isn't right. And then they really, really annoyed you, aggravated you, ticked you off and wasted your time because you couldn't find the way to use their carrot to tell them that something was wrong. That's just wrong, plain wrong. So, Dennis, I want to go back to your comment about the e-enabled airline. Does that have anything to do with what Peter and Eva are talking about? Are we talking more on the management side, on the business side, on the maintenance side? Tell me. So the the enabled aircraft is is actually a, um, a marketing term from Boeing, um, mm-hmm. but really what we're 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 starting to see is the enabled airline, which um, yes, it's more on the uh, industrial operation side, but mm-hmm. you know uh, the the touch point to the customer is the the thing that customers value the most is uh, the ability to to uh, depart and land on time and my bags get there with me. So uh, enabled uh, airlines, even though it's operations focused, uh, uh, is delivering the uh, the mandatory customer expectation of um, getting to where I'm supposed to get uh, with everything I'm supposed to get there with. Um, and the enabled aircraft and the enabled uh, airline are uh, totally um, uh, information um, technology uh, centric. These capabilities that that I was talking about, um, a lot of them sound like medical capabilities, diagnostics, prognostics, autonomics, um, that we didn't have decades ago, um, are are really changing that landscape um, and enabling uh, aircraft uh, to have the right information to the right person to take the right action at the right time. I'm thinking, listening to all of you with all your great information, wouldn't it be a shame if an airline really, really got it right in terms of the customer experience, speaking to Eva's points and Peter's points, his case study. Thank you so much for that, Peter. If airlines got it right and they really won the hearts and minds and the and the, the seats, the butts of the customers, and then the airline wasn't doing it right, and what, what Dennis is talking about, the infrastructure, the maintenance, they're figuring out the capacity and how to keep the planes in the air and how to make it efficient and and not using predictive analytics to understand which airplane needs to be maintenance before the breaking point, before it's a a question mark of should it be in the air or not. Wouldn't it be a shame if an airline had to take a beating financially because they didn't get how to run the airline, but they were doing everything right from a customer standpoint? Dennis, why don't you talk to me? We have a minute before break. I'm interested in your POV on this. Yeah, uh, so you're saying uh, get it right. Uh, uh, get it right depends on what your business model. I mean, at the end of the day, it's setting customer mm-hmm. expectations. You know, Southwest doesn't have IFE. Southwest doesn't have. They have one type of aircraft. They set a certain expectation, and mm-hmm. you know, you can argue it's a low expectation. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they exceed it. You know, Peter's um, uh, little story was. Uh, the the airline set a higher expectation and failed to deliver that expectation. Um, so, you know, depending on the, the airline, your business model, um, you need to set the right expectation. The the worst thing is what, Bonnie, you just said, if mm-hmm. I set that high expectation and the operations don't deliver, that's when the customer uh, gets upset. That's when he, he doesn't feel he's getting good value for it for his uh, dollar investment. Or even worse, when the airline can't keep its planes in the air because they don't know what they're – they just can't get it all right at the same time. Well, that's you know when what? Your We're, creditors yeah, yes. come in and take your aircraft that's- back. 
Exactly right. That's what I was getting to. So they have to do it right on the front facing and on the back facing side. Duh. You know what? We're at our final break here. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're going to come up right now to our crystal ball segment when we come back from break. We're going to be asking Dennis or Michael William Denise from InfoTrust Group, Peter Kearns from Accenture and Eva Marie Rowe, Eva to us from SAP, asking them to polish off the crystal ball while we take our 57 second break. There's your warning bell, kids. And come back and tell us what will airlines look like in five years, 2018, who will be on the ground, who will be flying, and more. We'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that app. Brad out. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com and you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are, and it's time for the Crystal Ball segment. I'm interested in predictions. I want to know what's going to happen in the next five years to the airlines from the business standpoint, from the technology standpoint. Will they get it? Will they grasp it? Will they be able to afford it? Will maintenance be better? Will they be understanding capacity and what they need to do to keep the airline, their airplane, their fleet safe and secure and in the air and the customer experience? How delighted will we be? So Michael William Dennis or Dennis to me from InfoTrust Group. Start us off. What do you see five years ahead, please, Dennis? So I really think the, the next phase of the aviation business evolution is going to be driven by ecosystems. Uh, Fifteen-some-odd years ago, we started to see uh, commercial alliances like Star, One World, Sky Team on the passenger side uh, create global networks. On the uh, industrial operations or, or, or life cycle sustainment we're starting to see networks of networks. So you have Lufthansa Technic has a global network. Nubato has a global airline and, and maintenance and financing uh, network, Swire Group, Delta Tech Ops. These service lifecycle management networks will be loosely coupled um, and highly adaptive. Um, in the next five years, um, we'll see airlines NMRO consolidation in Europe, uh, definitely in India, um, we've pretty much finished that off in, in South America, North and South America. Uh, Asia and the Middle East will continue rapid um, expansion. They're basically doing the, the race for market share. Uh, but not all those airlines in, in Asia and um, in the Middle East are, are going to survive. Um, over a little bit longer 
uh, horizon, like the next 10 years, the airlines that do survive, the ones who prosper, are the ones who, who get the basics right. On the customer side, setting uh, customer expectation and, and delivering on that. And on the financial side, maximizing utilization of the capital asset. You know, this is a, a capital-intensive, cash flow-sensitive business. Mm-hmm. To be able to do that, the winners are going to be the ones who invest in smart systems that match their particular business model, low-cost carrier, regional carrier, network long-haul carrier. It goes back to my, my saying, the ones who plug their smart aircraft into smart capabilities and deliver on the customer uh, value proposition are the ones who are going to survive. They'll be the consolidators. The rest are going to be either consolidated or liquidated. How many will we be able to pick up the phone and call for a plane reservation, Dennis? Will, will we have a choice of, in the U.S. here? Will we have a choice of three or four, or will we still have a plethora? Uh, North America, you're going to have uh, uh, four majors, um, mm-hmm. uh, four major regionals, uh, and then uh, niche carriers. Um, I'm sure JetBlue doesn't want to be called a niche carrier, but um, uh, they have I'm a certain sure. route network that works. Uh, Alaska Air has one of the most profitable now, uh, route networks and, and co-chairs really? with all the majors. Um, so that, that's our options here. Uh, you're, you're seeing that same consolidation in, in, um, um, in Europe. So you're going to have three majors and, and, and a bunch of niche carriers, well, three majors and the low-cost carriers. Uh, Asia Pacific, I can't, I can't pick winners. There's, there's just too many okay. people rapidly uh, expanding. I think Lion Air bought or just uh, announced several uh, hundred aircraft uh, order, so that's going to play out over time. Um, uh, who survives and who doesn't in Asia Pacific? Thank you. I hope all of our bet makers out there are putting money down right now. I just have to tell you really fast. I used to live in Eugene, Oregon, and we had a a two term a two gate airport, and the same man who was was taking your reservation and checking you in ran out on the field with the flags and flagged the airplane in. He ran up and opened opened the hatch and got you down. If it was raining, he handed you an umbrella. Then he went back on the plane, took off the garbage bags, took them off. Then he went inside, grabbed the microphone, and said, okay, plane number 243 is ready for boarding. Please have your tickets ready. Took the tickets, let everybody back on the plane, and it departed. And he took the flags and took them out. It was it was a delight. Talk about personalized flying OMG, he was a darling. I hope he survived. I have no idea. Okay, let's talk to enough about me. Peter Kearns, Accenture, what does your crystal ball tell you? Talk to me. Well, I, I think you need to look at the, the region as well because they're really different. Um, Africa's probably the, the easy one at the moment. In the next five years, I don't see any substantial change. Uh, what you need there is a lot of political stability before and uh, before anything really changes substantially. A lot of infrastructure needs to be developed, a lot of processes and um, uh, bureaucracies need to be fixed, and uh, maybe then that'll that'll take off, so to speak. Um, Asia is a bit of a mixed bag. Um, there, there's some top players and there's some uh, not so top players. Um, and we're going to see that the thing with them is that they really are driven. And uh, I think we're going to see some radical changes there. And a lot of the uh, places like Burma um, coming coming out and, and, and uh, in the next five to ten years uh, growing their, uh, their businesses. In the okay. U.S. and Europe, 
Yes. I, I see more consolidation, and the ones that execute properly are the ones that are going to are going to win. Um, it gets again. We've got uh, good systems and good um, processes in place generally in these places. So it's really the ones, and 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 most of these airlines have very good ideas about what they want to do. It's the execution that that, that becomes the problem. Um, right. Dennis was mentioning. Um, the, uh, the the e aircraft and and really this this is a concept that has been around since the early days when, when back in the mid eighties um, when I was in the defence industry we were talking about uh, various aircraft having built in tests and all this kind of thing now it's gotten a little more sophisticated but really the concept hasn't changed at all it's been around for thirty years and the interesting thing is that very few airlines have, have yet really integrated that that type of system with their um, with the ERPs, and and this is these are the basics that I'm referring to. These, these are things they need to do. They need to start taking this kind of thing seriously, and mm-hmm. and implementing it properly. Thank you very much. We have time left for Eva Marie Rowe. Eva to us from SAP. Eva, what does your crystal ball show you coming ahead five years in the airline industry? What do you see? Well, apart from the the regional aspects and the consolidation going on that has already been uh, addressed, I will come back to the innovation um, topic, and and Peter mentioned it too. I think a lot of these things have been concepts, have been talked about um, for decades, but the reality is the 24, uh, 25 um, old systems that I think most of the older planes are still running on or airlines are using older systems. So putting it into practice, at the same time you have all this experimentation, all these innovations going on. Um, so it, it's, to me it's a very dynamic environment. It's more, um, it's more risky too. I mean, uh, the, the technology advances, more possibilities, more new processes come up at different airlines. And, yeah, the ones who do it right, who innovate in the right way and really leverage the, the advantage of running. Because having a 25-year-old system is not just risky from a, often from a um, know-how perspective. There's often one or two people in the airline who still know about that system. Uh, but it's also inefficient, most likely, because uh, there's a 25-year-old process connected to it that probably isn't optimal. Um, so I think no airline can really afford running, uh, you know, these these suboptimal processes. They will pay for it with with lacking profitability, with lack in in efficiently running the, the operations, and then also, of course, the customer side, where you, you will have to attract your customers and keep them loyal. Um, to make the, the revenue stream coming. So I think uh, to innovate in the right way, uh, those would be the winners who, who manage to do that. And like I said in my statement, I think if you run behind, you will have to pay a price and you might not survive. Thank you very much, Eva Marie Rowe. I want to thank my three very special guests, Michael William Dennis Denise. Peter Kearns and Eva Marie Rowe. And I have to tell you, my predictions are very simple. Next Wednesday, March 27th, we'll be talking about business networks, transformative, just like our personal social networks. Something big is happening in the world of business networks. You don't want to miss that one. Every company, everywhere, every size, every part of the globe has to hear what we have to say about business networks. Wednesday, April 3rd. Ah, here's another one. Debunking big data myths. 
You know what big data is. You've heard the hype. Well, we're going to debunk the myths. We're going to talk about shh, the elephant in the room. I want to do a shout out to my three special guests, Dennis and Peter and Eva. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your intelligent approach to this topic. Very, very good insights. Shout outs also to Anka Rebel, Malcolm Kimberlin, Chris Koch, and the Business Channel team. I'm Bonnie D. Graham for SAP Radio. Thank you for joining us for Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here's my call to action. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bye-bye. Talk to you next week right here on the Business Channel. Brad, out. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.